This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Gendron. And as always, I am joined by Mike, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing, bud? Uh, Steve, I've been doing a lot of thinking this week, right? And I've been thinking about um, one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite movies of all time, Rocky, when uh, my man Mick says, women weaken legs. And I'm just thinking about it because by the time this podcast drops on Monday, I'll be I'll be a, a married man and... Uh, I'm not sure what that's going to do for my legs. I'm not sure what it's going to do for my running community or my uh, running career, but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, shout out to Cece, who's uh, part of our intro at the top of the show. But you know, I, I think everybody's super pumped for you, Mike. But I think it's safe to say that you are officially, completely, and totally washed up as of this weekend. So you have peaked way too early. Yeah, it's over. Anyways. And as always, we also have Trent, who is not at the House of Sav. Trent, where are you, where are you tonight? I am in Madison, Wisconsin. Shout out Badgers. Shout out Morgan McDonald. Shout out Ollie Hort. And shout out to myself for not being washed up because I am not getting married. I also, believe it or not, gentlemen, did not screw up the time zones tonight. Um, I, uh, you guys asked me if I'd be ready at like 730 I said no, even though I was going to be ready at 7.30 central time. And so the first time in all my travels and all the pods we've done together with me on the road, I gave you guys an accurate time. So I'm pretty fired up. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, that's a, that's so tonight we have two major wins against two of our biggest rivals. First off, like Trent just said, we ought to win against our rival time zones. And we also, if you can tell from uh, you know my buttery smooth voice, uh, upgraded audio here. We got a win against technology tonight because it's been six months and I've finally figured out how to work my microphone. So chalk two up for the P2E boys tonight. You know, it's just, you know, it's just a, been a great week for us for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we have technology up against the rope right now. Um, we on, obviously only have a lot of room to grow, but I'd say, you know, technology should probably watch out. P2E's is coming for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're coming. So, anyways, guys, last night, I went into Boston and I did a workout with the Midnight Runners. And uh, so this is a group that is, uh, they have um, organized training groups in major cities across the globe, pretty much. And uh, we first got found out about Midnight Runners because uh, their global community leader reached out to us, who is a very accomplished beer mile. Um, so he reached out to us after we had Chris Robertson on and he's like, hey, I like what you guys are doing with the podcast. Um, I think you guys got to check out Midnight Runners because I think it matches up with what you guys what you guys are saying. It matches up with your mission. Um, and guys, I mean, I have a lot of stories to tell about last night, but I had an unbelievable time. I had so much fun. I had one of the toughest workouts I've ever had in my life. Um, but it was a good time. We hung out. We had you know one too many beers afterwards. Um, but it was it was just a it was a great time. Um, I was trying to explain what Midnight Runners after having done a workout, what it was to Mike 
um, before we got on the podcast. And I think the best way I can explain what it is is Mike, I know you're familiar with November Project. Trent, are you familiar yep. with November Project? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I've done a November Project uh, one time, and I killed it. Great work, but I haven't gone back, but uh, I'm very familiar with it. So November, so Midnight Runners is like if November Project took cocaine and went to a nightclub. And I mean that, <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest possible way. Like I was like doing the workout. I was like, I was like, what, like, how do I explain this? And I think that's the best way I can explain it because it's high intensity. It's fast paced. You're moving on one to the next thing. And you have these, you know, there's like, I think five or six leaders that kind of lead the group. And every single one of them has some sort of Bluetooth speaker pumping the music. Um, one guy is running around with these giant, uh, party bags, which is essentially a giant speaker on his back. And we're tearing up the streets of Boston, running around. Everybody's looking at us like, who are these crazy guys sprinting around Boston, uh, playing loud music? So the way it worked, it was a their 10, uh, 10K loop. So it was about six miles. And you run a mile and about roughly a mile. And then um, we all stop and meet at one point and we do some sort of boot camp workout. Once we're done that, we sprint to the next, you know, we run to the next spot and you do five boot camp workouts. So in between uh, roughly each mile, you do a boot camp workout. And it's great because, you know, you find your own pace on the run. The the people up at the front um, are kind of they're like sprinting. They're going at it all out mile. And then there's going to be, a, you know, slower groups kind of going back. But as you kind of come together, you know, everybody's catching up to each other to do the boot camp workout. And you're really doing it together. No matter what your running pace is, you're doing the workout with everybody. And you start to like, you know, talk with people and build friendships and relationships with people that are, you know, probably significantly slower than you, but you're doing the boot camp workouts with each other. Um, so the run was really tough. It was a super hot, super humid night. So like it didn't well, Steve, your favorite, your oh favorite. My God. It didn't take long for the floodgates to open. Um, one of the first workouts was like, you know, you know, those pushups where you put, or those, those the ab workout where you put your legs up and you, uh, you know, the person standing over you kind of pushes your legs down and you got to have to pick them back up. You know what workout I'm talking about? Oh yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I'm a huge, I'm, that a few times. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge core guy. Trent knows that. So I, yeah. of course I know that. So I, I got, I matched up with this, uh, this very nice, uh, uh, lady, her name was Flo okay. and we're doing it together. <laughs> Shout and, out flow. Uh, yeah. And uh and and I'm standing over her pushing her <laughs> pushing her legs down and I am profusely sweating oh, on top. I felt girl. so bad. Oh. And I was like and I was like trying to like play it off like I you know she wasn't just getting doused my sweat, but there was nothing I could do and you know oh, it, it was it was bad. But um you know towards the second workout everybody's everybody's sweating, but Man, it, it was it was very intense. There was, you know, I won't go on about every single workout that we did, but there was this one boot camp workout we did. Um, you know, so we I think it was we so we it was right around the I think it was the third mile. And um, you know that song, and they they put the they sync up their speakers, they put down the party bag with the giant speaker in, and you know that song, um, uh, that song is like one more time. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, hold on, let me get a I'll, 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 I'll drop it in, hold Steve. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. We'll get, we'll get it going right now. We'll get it going. Like, and so, so what you have to do during that song is you got to hold, um, you got to hold a high plank. Um, I think that's a yoga term. Shout out, okay. shout out, Cece. Shout out, shout out, Cece, my uh, my future sister-in-law, yoga teacher. Um, but so you hold the high plank, 
and the entire time you got to do the shoulder touches right while you're in the high while you're in the high plank and every single time they say one more time you have to do a push-up jump up into a burpee come back down into a push-up and now like i'm you know i i gotta i i think compared to most runners i got like a a relatively stronger upper body. You know, I like to, I do a lot of push-ups. I like push-ups. And so at the beginning I was, you know, I was feeling pretty good. I was crushing this workout, but that's a long friggin' song and you got to do it for the entire <laughs> song. And towards the end, I was like, Oh my God, what is going on? Um, but man, it was such a fun workout. Like it was very, very difficult. Um, but man, the, the the midnight runners, like these are our people. Like they are people looking to work really hard, have a super strong workout. Um, but they're looking to have fun, hang out with each other, build a community, and then party afterwards. Um, so I had a ton of fun with them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know a, a whole lot about it. I mean, I, I, I just from what I've seen on their social pages, and you know, you telling us. But to your point, what you were just saying, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're trying to preach, right? Like, you don't need to be some stud runner. You don't need to be, you know, fitting into all the runner stereotypes. Like, what, what we're trying to preach is, like, let's let's do our work. Let's, 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 you know, crush it, but also, like, not take it seriously. Like, have a good time. Like, this, like, crazy party. I mean, it sounds awesome. And uh, I'm already planning to get out there because it sounds like exactly the kind of, uh, the kind of atmosphere that we would thrive in. Yeah, man. Go ahead, what Trent. concerns me, though, is that <laughs> you sent us this information about it, and I looked at it, and the workout starts at, like, 6 o'clock or something. I mean, this is some false advertising. I'd be very confused. I would go to the meetup location at 11.45, super early, get a little warm-up like I'm ready to go. Um, can you can you speak, Steve, to why they call themselves Midnight Runners? <laughs> oh, yeah. you're saying there's some false advertising there. Absolutely. If they don't want at midnight. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I was, I think we were hoping to learn a little bit more about that because we had scheduled the, uh, like I said, the the global um, community leader. We'll get him on. We'll, we'll definitely get him on eventually. Um, I'll but, save that question. That's my first question for Gabriel is what the hell, where'd this name come from? So well, it's actually funny because I prepared for the interview thinking he was going to come. And that was literally one of my questions. <laughs> one of my questions was, so I saw on your Instagram, you have a bunch of pictures like in the daylight. How is that possible if you guys call yourself the Midnight Not Runners? <laughs> Were they in Alaska, in Antarctica? What's going on? <laughs> hey, so I, uh, I did a, a charity thing uh, probably like a week ago now or two weeks ago. Wow, congratulations. What, what do you want to award? You did charity? You did charity? Good for you, buddy. I mean, uh, I uh, I balance my, my hard work, uh, my, all my workouts look this good, all this podcasting and charity work. So um, I'm a pretty impressive <laughs> fella. But it was uh, it was a treadmill run where everybody gets on all these treadmills and they had like the boom 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 music and uh, the the lights were were in blacklight mode. But the funnest part I thought was like you, everybody's running their own pace on the treadmill, right? Because my hard pace is gonna be different than the person next to me. But kind of like you're saying, Steve, you know, you're doing your own pace, but you're you're gonna be working out next to these different people um, that you normally wouldn't be able to just like go for a long run with. And it was really fun to kind of have that group workout uh, environment combined with running, which typically doesn't, you know, you're the only group or the only people that can actually keep up with you on a, a longer run. So 
Uh, I am intrigued by this idea, despite the fact that they don't run at midnight. <laughs> I thought you were throwing out a, a Goodwill Hunting reference there for a second. You know, the, I was. The, yeah, the boom, yeah, boom, 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 and everybody's boom. dancing. Yeah, I, I, and, I, 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 do and, I, I do things. I do things. <laughs> you know, like fantasy. Like, uh, like fantasy. Fantasy. It's not bad. A bit more. It's just something like when you get in there and the music like owns you. It's like mm-hmm. that house music. It's like bum, 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 bum. You know, you start dancing. Boom, boom, just... boom, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, this dude, Gabriel, he's super nice guy. Like, he, he's traveling all over the place. He just moved out to San Francisco because they're starting, they're trying to get Midnight Runner going out in San Francisco. But he's a really good athlete. And the entire time, he's, like, sprinting back and forth. And the entire, like, the, the entire workout, he has this unbelievable energy. He's cheering everybody on. In the last mile, he's, like, comes up running next to me. He's, like, come on, man, Steve, you got to catch them. And he's, like, he's like has the speaker over his head. He's, like, let's go. And I'm, like, looking at him, like, dude, just shut up. I got to get through <laughs> this without dying. I'm dehydrated. I'm going to pass out on the side of the esplanade here. You know, please just shut up and let me run. But the guy was such a good dude. Like, you know, we, we had a couple beers afterwards. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to kind of getting him on because I think he – um, matches up really well with what we're trying to do here and what we're trying to say on this podcast right before the workout kicked off. You know, everybody's kind of giving their, you know, their pump up speech and they're like, you know, welcome to Midnight Runners and getting everybody all excited. And he comes up to me and he had like a, a leather bracelet on. He had no watch or anything, just a leather bracelet. And he comes up to me and he's like, he's like, ah, oh, shit. And I'm like, what? And he's like, he's like, I can't connect to Strava on this thing. What am I going to do? So he is definitely he's obviously listened to a couple episodes. He's he's a fan of what we're what we're trying to do here. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting him on someday for sure. Do we do we wanna uh, crap on Strava now or should we wait to crap on it with him when we talk to him? I'll crap on Strava anytime you want me to, Trent. <laughs> I've, no, I've, I, been a, I've been a runner my whole life and obviously I've heard of Strava. I couldn't tell you one thing about it. I don't know a damn thing about Strava. Yeah, I lost my login, so I couldn't run this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's all I'll say for now. (laughs) So coming up a little bit later in the episode, we don't have uh, an an interview with Gabriel, but we do. We we have a surprise guest on. Um, We're going to we'll save his name for for when you get to it. But um, he's not a runner. And the segment is titled Questions from a Non-Runner. So we got a little treat for everybody um, at the end of the show. So so if you stick around, uh, definitely a different type of segment. Um, so uh, moving on here, we wanted to kind of dive into hypotheticals here. And I think this is a new segment that what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to toss out a running hypothetical uh, question. And we're going to answer it and kind of dive into it a little bit. And today's hypothetical is if you could choose to be world-class in any track and field event, what would it be and why? Mike, do you want to kick us off? Yep, easy, easy. And uh, so there's a lot of different directions you could go with this, right? And I'll start by saying I would like to be world-class in any event. That would be that would be pretty cool. But, and bear with me here, folks. If I could be come back and be world-class in one event, it would be the triple jump. And here's why. And here's why. Because, one, it is a, a very niche event, right? 
And I feel like that is the kind of event that if you're world class, then you have a chance to be like a world record holder, right? And 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 be an and be a, a gold medalist, be be an Olympian. And because it's you know not a lot of people know about the events, and it, like I said, it's very niche. But more importantly than that, the reason that I want to come back as a triple jumper is because that is by far the most athletic event in track and field. So if I'm a world class triple jumper, that probably means I'm a super good athlete, and I'm like good at basketball, I'm good at football, and I can actually do like fun sports and not the stupid, not fun sports that we all partake in, like the 10K and marathons and stupid stuff like that. If I'm a triple jumper, that means I can probably like dunk a basketball, and that would be so much more fun than what I do. So in in, in my next life, I'd like to be a world-class triple jumper. And the triple jump looks awesome. Yeah, like you the look guys, so cool. The guys that are good, and gals, that are good at the triple jump, it, that is by far like the most impressive looking event. So absolutely, I, yeah, I like where your head's at on that, Mike. The triple jump that that's a that's a it's a good pick. I like that for sure. Trent, what do you got? Uh, I think I'll take the the obvious one, the, the hundred meter uh, dash. There, the world's fastest man. Everyone talks about the hundred meters. So you get to run around with like massive gold chains on, which is pretty cool for running, and your big stud earrings, which is pretty cool. Uh, ladies love hundred meter runners for some reason. Uh, not sure why. Maybe it's because they. Uh, I don't know. Mike says they're most athletic as a triple jump, which I won't disagree with. But you still get to be like pretty jacked and pretty cool looking if you're a hundred meter <laughs> runner. Um, you do Take get to play cool sports as well. <laughs> uh, kick return in football. I mean, as long as you don't oh, get yeah. your head blown off, that you like hundred meter runners are always the kick returners and stuff. So uh, yeah, hundred meters is gonna be my go-to. All right, another another solid choice. It's hard to argue with like the success that Usain Bolt's had and like all the fame he's had. But we didn't say the greatest of all time. We just said world class. So I can see the argument there. Um, guys, I think you completely missed the ball on this one. I think there's one obvious answer, and it is super easy. It's definitely the shot put. Like why? Like I like. There's nothing better like than the awesome shot putters. They just kind of go out there and like. Funny, the hilarious thing about shot put is they force these guys to wear uniforms designed to like <laughs> worn by 10k runners, right? And so they gotta like they gotta walk around the track in their like tiny little singlets and their spandex, and it's just like, come on, can somebody like make like a shirt designed for for the shot put athletes? Um, but anyways, you get to go out there. You get to spin around your circle, huck a heavy ball, scream super loud at the top of your lungs. It's a proven fact that the louder you you yell, the further the shot put goes. Oh, but I mean, definitely. I mean, th- I mean, think of like all like the anxiety and everything that goes into like running the 5K, 10K. You got to plan out your entire week, like what you eat, how much you sleep, and everything. The shot putters, you know, they can they can party the night before they can eat a big meal the morning of, of their event. They get to go out there. They get to, to throw the shot put. I mean, I think this, it, it, it goes it, without question. It is 100% the shot, put. if you had to pick to be world-class in anything. So I just want to point out that if all three of us had the chance to come back as a stud track athlete, we <laughs> literally picked the three furthest things from being a distance runner. The shortest <laughs> running event, a throwing event, and a jumping event is what we come back in. That just says a lot about our stupid, stupid sport. <laughs> I I had thoughts of doing a distance one, 
But my caveat would be I don't want to have to train for it. So I was thinking <laughs> it'd be pretty cool to be a world-class ultra marathoner, to be like one of those guys that can run 100 miles super fast. Like, be like, hey, guys, I'm just going to, you know, run to New York today um, and then be there super fast. So I had thoughts of that. But if you got to add, like, the whole lifestyle of being a track guy, I mean, come on. It's kind of uh, like you guys all had good guesses or, or good good ideas, and it, it's kind of easy. Can we talk about the ultra running for a second? Sure. I, okay. That is, so everything that we say is like dumb about distance running. Like the ultra world is that times 10. Like I think that is the dumbest sport in the world. The fact that you're going to race like 50 mile, 100 mile races is absolutely absurd. And the fact that you want to be one of those people, Trent, just tells me everything I need to know about you. Well, I, go ahead, go ahead. Finish shitting on me. No, no. Well, so I, I guess my feeling on it's like it's a whole different sport. Like you can't even compare what we do to ultra running. And the crazy thing about ultra running is like, you know, the the hardcore distance events, five k, ten k, and stuff like that. Most of like the like high class ultra marathoners, like average runners like us would beat them in like a normal distance yeah, it's just sure. such it's it's such a different world and a, a different sport and i i don't understand it it's i agree with steve trying like I, why would you it's it's not it's not comparable to anything that we talk about or anything we do it's not it's not conducive to the lifestyle it's not conducive to the mission of the podcast like I could see what you're saying. Like, if you wanted to be like a, a world class, like 1500 or a miler, like that would be cool as hell. Like, to go around and go to bars and just tell people like you're a sub four or miler, like that'd be cool as hell. If you tell somebody you're like a world class ultra marathoner, they're like, uh, okay, like that's stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get it. You yeah, tell someone that's you dumb. ran like it's six dumb. miles and they're like, I can't ride my bike that far. I can't it, ride my exactly, bike. Exactly. Exactly. I tell so, someone like, I ran 100 miles, dude, I'm getting, I'm getting some Trent, numbers. Bar. Trent, if, if on, you tell on. somebody that you went for like an 18 mile long run, everything above that, like the average person, they can't like there, there's no difference. The difference between a 10 mile run and like an 80 mile run to like the average Joe at the bar is negligent. If you run over like eight miles, then they're like, oh, my goodness, that's insane. Like adding those like 100 extra miles doesn't do anything for anybody. You know yeah, what it I does? Know. It adds, it takes away like 10 hours of your life. That's what it does. Like, Which is why I don't want to train for it. I just would be really good at the, the competition aspect. So I think, I think that goes against the spirit of the, of the hypothetical. Because I think you have to train for it, right? I think the hypothetical states that you have to train for it. It's just if you had the ability to be world class in anything. We're not saying you snap your fingers and you just you're 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 all of a sudden can run a hundred miles at the highest level and make no money and get no recognition for it because that's yeah. it, name 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 one top ultra runner right now. Uh, oh, sorry, my my mic cut out, but that was a few of them. <laughs> the only person I can name is like Scott Jurek because he was in that book, but he uh, the Born to Run book, um, oh, yeah. but like he's not even close to 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 top of the the ultra running world anymore um even at the time he wasn't like really the top ultra runner in the world so like i don't know i think that's it, that's just like 
you get no recognition from it. You do way more work than everybody else, and you're probably a crazy person. Yeah, so would, and I chose the hundred for a reason. But there's something like animalistic just about like traveling, like traversing. It's not running anymore. You're right. It's it's just traversing and like pushing your body to just these feats that are just unthinkable to uh, to even runners like ourselves. And why would I want to do that? <laughs> well, Steve, let me ask you this: Would would you in in this hypothetical world, like, would the marathon be something that you would consider coming back? Like, is, is, was that in in your top three or your yeah. top five choices? Like, is the marathon yes. an option? Yes, but I would probably yes for sure. Marathon would probably be an option if I'm really being honest with myself because I am a distance runner. I love distance running. I love the marathon. Like, yeah, of course, but. I would probably pick every single other event before I pick ultra running. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think I think the only reason that I would consider um, marathon was for the opportunity to win Boston. Like literally, that yeah, is the only exactly. reason I'd ever want to come back as an elite marathoner. Yeah, no, that that's the first thing I thought of when you said that for sure. But I mean, just think of doubling that. Like that's just oh man, oh, no, no, as no, much no, of no, as no, much I wouldn't of a even consider that. So the, I mean. You can say, like, the 10K in the marathon, you can say that they're different sports, like, if you really break it down. But they're not that far apart. The marathon and the ultramarathon are extremely far apart. They are truly, completely different sports. You get what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I don't think I could run another step past the marathon. Every time I finish the marathon, I feel like my body is just going to disintegrate. So I don't know why you'd want to take another step beyond that. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why it'd be so cool, right? You're toasted no. after a marathon and be like, whoa, what if I could just do four of those? No, so back to my point, Trent, is like if you tell the average Joe that you ran a marathon and then you told the average Joe that you ran an ultra marathon, they are equally as impressed. You're not gaining any kind of impressive feat by saying that. Obviously, to the people who understand ultra marathon and understand Which is very small, very small yeah, group. Yeah, the people who understand that an ultra marathon is an incredible feat and i never ever want to do it because it sounds like it stinks but again if you tell the average joe that you ran a marathon they have reached their peak impressive impressedness from running like they're not going to get and i'm not saying that's even that high they're gonna be like oh wow that's that's great you must be a great runner if you ran a marathon if if, if i told you i ran a hundred miles they would that, that's the exact same reaction that they would have I, I'm just going to say you're wrong, um, but I just thought of a better argument for the 100-meter one. I'm just going to totally change subjects here. <laughs> I could be in that television show like Trent Fontanella races a tiger or a jaguar. So uh, Michael yeah, Phelps races a shark. Marathon. Yeah, that's what I want to be. So Yeah. No, I, I listen, no disputing the 100 meters. I totally get that rationale. Like I, I completely agree with you there for sure. Um, but there was an event. That actually, actually, you know, I, I started thinking about it, you know, um, after your guys' interview with Ollie, you know, super bummed they couldn't be on with be on with him. Um, but you guys, towards the end, he started talking about the heptathlon, and he made some interesting points. Like, I actually think that the heptathlon is one of the cooler events in our sport, and one that doesn't get enough shine, and one that should absolutely get more love, you know, from from fans and from just you know casual watchers. Yeah, I mean, the heptathlon, the decathlon, the two of them, it's like you are taking. So the difference between a jumper, a thrower and a distance runner in this sport is not even comparable. We kind of just like touched upon that with our three picks, right? Like 
the absolute difference in the sport to be able to do all of them and then some, right? Distance, sprints, jumping, throwing. Like, you have to be an incredible, incredible athlete. Nobody cares about the heptathlon. Nobody cares about the decathlon. Even people in our sport, I remember being at track events and, like, literally not even caring a little bit about it. I don't get why that doesn't get enough sport or enough credit because that is, like, that is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Hold on, guys. Can I... uh? I need a break. I just got to look up what events are in a heptathlon. <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> so let's see. It's the it's they do the shot javelin. Oh, let's not even embarrass ourselves by trying. No, to no, no. Up. They they do the they do the shot javelin discus, right? Yeah. They do. They, they, they do. Hold on. Actually, Trent, you pull it up. Let's see if I can get all of them. All right. All right. Here well, we go. The decathlon is what the the gentleman does. So I don't know yeah, what you're but, trying to guess. Yeah. Dude, I'll do I'll do decathlon. All right, Trent. Can I make a bet with you real quick? I bet Steve doesn't Ooh, get. Let's make let's make the over under six and a half events that Steve gets on this. Oh, I'll take the over. I'm taking the under. All right, deal. Let's do it. Uh, now, now I'm like, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, you should be. You should be. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let me think about. So pretty confident. So do you have do you have the list right now, Trent? Mike, do you have? Oh, I got it. I got it. Here we go. I'm ready. All right, you let's got go, it. Steve. You ready to roll? Here we go. Okay. So there is the um, javelin, discus, two, shot put, three, hundred meter, four, four, four hundred meter, five. Oh, I'm in trouble. Uh, hundred meter hurdles. Holy shit! Six. The mile. Hmm. Trying to you gonna Give count it? it? To him. The miles definitely. Oh, it's all, come on, fifteen hundred. No, we're not. We're not giving it to him because uh, oh, I'm, in, I'm in a bad a spot. I'm in a bad spot here. Oh God. Okay. Uh, fifteen hundred meters. Well, no, you already lost that one. You got to move on. Wait, what? You said the mile. You got that one wrong. So you got to yeah, move on. Yeah. So to I the next said one. something else. I said a different event. All right. Well, for the sake of my over under, can all you just right. say another event, please? Uh, high jump. I think I lost. Is the high <laughs> jump in there? The high jump's in there. Let me see if I can get all of them. High jump. Is that in there? Yep. Uh, long jump. Yep. And so um, I need one more, right? Uh, yeah, you need one more. One more. It is the... Man. 800 meters? No. All right, you got eight out of ten. All right, what did I miss? That's much better. You missed the pole vault. Oh, the pole vault. We even said that. I, didn't, I right. know. I know. Crap. Listen, I I know my track and field. All right, come on, guys. You know, you know what I was thinking about. If like in in like the real world or in like other sports, they treated um, stuff like the decathlon or the heptathlon, or they just combined it. Like, imagine if you had like a uh, like a, a football team where somebody had to be like the kicker, the punter, the wide receiver, the uh, offensive and defensive linemen, and like they they had to do that all in one game. Like, can you imagine what that would look like? <laughs> yeah, you had so during the course of a game, you d- you had to have one person that had to play every single position for at least one yeah, snap, at least one time. That would oh, actually be that would be the most electric thing in sports. I, that would be that would be. Yeah, I would be the best player at that. 
Oh, man, that's a good question. I mean, it would just definitely be, like, the most athletic person on the field, right? Like, um, like let, let's say, like, the Red Sox. It would be – it'd probably be – I was going to say Mookie, but it's probably going to be, like – probably, like, Jackie Bradley Jr., right? Yeah, and like in a football game, you probably need, like, a middle linebacker, right? Because a middle linebacker is strong enough to play, like, a line position, but also athletic enough – to to play a wide receiver or cornerback yeah. like that's that's probably probably what's gonna have to be. I was gonna say running back. Running back's a good one too. A running back's a good one too. They probably get destroyed at the line most of the time, but yeah, yeah it is what it is. Yeah, like, the, the whole the whole lineman aspect really changes it, right? So it probably it probably have to be like a quick linebacker, like an outside linebacker. Like and it, so then what about like in like the um like professional world? Like if you had like a Let's say like a chain pizza restaurant where like the CEO of like Pizza Hut also had to be like the delivery guy. <laughs> didn't they do that? Like, wasn't that a uh, didn't they do a show about that undercover boss oh, where, where the, the, oh, Domino's, yeah. the Domino's CEO had to go in and like make and deliver pizzas for a day? Yeah, like, like imagine if that's like how it went. I can. I, you know what? They should make they should actually make everybody in like a high powered company do that. Like if you're if you're the CEO of the company, at at once one point like one day throughout the year you have to do everybody's position in the company. I I agree with that. I you know what, Mike? I think you I think you're onto a lot. Like this could be like a a game changing philosophy just for companies and how they treat their employees. They're gonna write about you in business textbooks one day. Yeah. So not only are we like deciding that we're big decathlon guys. We're gonna take the the mentality of the decathlon and just apply it to the real world. In every, the decathlon is gonna save the world. It's gonna save so the, the world. So the more no running podcast, we're a save the world podcast. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I think the moral of the story is that we need to start paying more attention to the decathlon and heptathlon because those are badass events. And uh, you know, I think. Uh, you know, and we need to pay more attention to it. And I also think how it's very cool, how it's a multiple day thing. So it's like, um, it'd be like a golf tournament, right? Where you have, you know, your, your leaders one day and you're like anticipating yeah. the next day. Um, so yeah, I'm all in on the decathlon. I think we should, we should start paying more attention to it for sure. Agreed. What we do need when you're at a track meet is better pub when the decathlon's going on. Have you guys ever been to the meet? And you, yeah. it's like a leap meet or something, and you see this super slow fifteen hundred going on, and like these guys do not look like fifteen hundred runners, and you're just like, who the hell are these kids? Like, who let the, <laughs> the JV squad, you and know, they, like, get track right now? And they like squeeze it in between like heats of like the two hundred, yeah. and it just like goes from the two hundred, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, I thought we had like another hour until the fifteen hundred <laughs> went off, and it's just like you get so confused, you don't know what's going on. But they should all have like. Separate uniforms, right? Like they should have like a, a different color top on or like a, a headband they have to wear. <laughs> a special hat. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have like sometimes those fifteen hundred meters are like the most fun races to watch because there's like a lot of lead changes. You know, there's there's people that don't look like they should be runners doing well. So uh, I actually think they're pretty exciting. And they run like for you know, for people that spend most of their time training for other events, they actually run some pretty decent times out there. They do. But you, you Steve, you're always good for that one kid who the distance running is probably like his like worst event. Yeah. And he's, he's in it for the other ones. 
So the last 200 meters is just an absolute all-out sprint. <laughs> he has saved everything for the last 200. He's still probably coming like second to last, but he's just barreling down the home stretch on the last 200 meters. It's electric. Just trying to get those like that like one point passing one person. Yeah, well, I mean that's like all like all you if you're if you were born a sprinter and like you're really good at the throws and the jumps and you just have to get through the 1500. So all you know is that sprint. You're just gonna get through the first 1400 meters so that you can just show off your speed in the last hundred. Yeah. That's what I would do. I'm surprised they don't like talk beforehand and be like, Hey guys, let's just all make this a sit and kick for the, uh, the 1500, this little group mentality. Cause they probably all hate the 15. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> so Mike, when was, uh, when, what's the date of, uh, of USA's we talked about it on last podcast. I think it was July 27th. Yeah, uh, it would be Gundy Day. Gundy Day, that's right. Um, for our listeners that don't know what Gundy Day is, do you want to explain gu- what Gundy Day is? Oh, man, it would take a very long time right. to describe it, but I'll, I'll quickly go through it. Maybe, uh, maybe put Mike, in a quick drop right here? Well, Mike, yeah, I will, definitely. Mike <laughs> Gundy, uh, legendary uh, Oklahoma State coach, with his amazing rant. Everyone probably knows that I'm a man, I'm 40. Where are we at in society today? Come after me! I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coach. Don't write about a kid that does everything right, that's heart's broken, and then say that the coaches said he was scared. That ain't true. Um, me and my friends growing up, we we cherished that rant. It was it was very important to us. We we became huge Mike Gundy fans and uh we in one of his interviews after that, his interview right after he he's he had a statement and we'll drop it right here. He said something like that. I haven't talked to my brother since July twenty seventh. I've had a lot of phone calls, yes. And you made those? Made them? Yeah, I haven't made one phone call oh, since August. I haven't talked to my brother since July twenty seventh. And from <laughs> then on we made it National Gundy Day. We celebrated it every year. So uh but yeah, the USA track and field championships are on uh, National Gundy Day this year, and it's going to be uh, just it's just going to make that day that much better. So what we're going to do is we are going to have a watch party at the Gendron Saloon. And for those of you that know what the Gendron Saloon is and know where it is, you better be here. For those of you that are listeners are in, and are in the greater Lowell, greater Boston area, and you want to come, shoot us a DM on Instagram, and we will send you the address, and you can come to our watch party. I don't um, care if you're in the greater Boston area. If you're no. on the West Coast, if, you, if yeah. you're if you in Africa and you want to come to the watch pottery, that's fine with me. Yeah, so we're going to hold it at the Gendron Saloon. Um, and what we're going to do is what we're going to – so we're not going to do like our tradition – what we've been doing for, for uh, NCAAs where we do our fantasy draft. What we're going to do is we're going to create like a three-tiered system. And we're going to rank – the men and the women. We're going to get the women involved in this one too. So we're going to rank the the the, the men and the women for the 800, the the 1500 meters, and the 5K. And so what you're going to be able to do is if you're coming and you want to participate, you can pick one person from each tier. So we're going to have – so probably tier one is going to be a small group of people, people that are probably the favorites in most events. And so it's probably be like a handful, like five to seven people that have a very good shot of winning there their individual event tier two is probably going to be a little bit more of the underdogs will probably be like you know 20 people and then tier three it will be the rest of the field and so what everybody's going to be able to do is they're going to be able to pick one person from each tier and it's okay if we overlap 
You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of people out there. Um, so you can pick whoever you want from each tier. And from those three people, the lowest combined score will be the winner. So we'll do some sort of prize. We'll we'll get it going at the watch party. But off of this last last uh, topic, I think we should do something separate. For, we're going to have to figure it out for the, for the heptathlon and decathlon. So I'm super pumped about that. So put that on your calendar now. Gendron Saloon, July 27th, USA Track and Field Watch Party. All right. So now we are going to go to our questions from a non-runner, our interview, our reverse interview with our friend Patrick Florence, who uh, who jumped in and filled in uh, for Gabriel today. Like I said, we'll have Gabriel on a future interview. But uh, here's our question from a non-runner with Patrick Florence. So we have, uh, I don't know if I don't know if you could call this an interview. This is this is a little bit more of a reverse interview, but we're doing something a little different because, you know, the thing about us here on P2E is we're very self-aware and we know that runners are pretty weird. Like we're a weird group of people. Um, the fact that we just kind of like to 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 go out there and run for fun is it's 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 a strange thing to do. And this idea for this segment was actually born at Mike's bachelor party. Where uh, you know there's mostly runners there, but a couple non-runners, and uh, our our guest was talking about how, geez, you you runners are some of the weirdest people I've ever met. So we figured that we're gonna have him on, and maybe we're gonna make this a reoccurring segment, maybe with him, maybe with some other people in the future. Questions from a non-runner. So this is observations from this person, you know, having been around runners his entire life, not really being a runner about some of the weird stuff we do. So I introduce to the to the Peak Too Early podcast for the first time, Patrick Florence. Patrick, welcome to Peak Too Early. It's good to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This has been a dream for a little while now. Following, I think I might be the biggest fan of the podcast as, as a non-runner. Um, so credit to me for that, but it is an honor. Thank you guys so much. Definitely the big the biggest non-running fan, for sure. Uh, might have something to say about that but (laughs) well maybe i I was thinking i was thinking he might be next for for questions from a non-runner so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna kick it off kick us off with your first question and uh me mike and trent are gonna try to answer your question all right well uh before i do that i just want to address um i was having a nice day started a new job a couple weeks ago i'm on the train ride over um to work and I was attacked on the podcast that I'm listening to. <laughs> I'm on the train and I'm like, what? Why is my name being dropped? And I think it must be something good. And it wasn't. I was accused of sleeping in on the bachelor party. So I didn't have to clean, which I'll just say this. As one of the non-runners on the trip, you guys are the weirdest people I've ever met. Like a bachelor party, like you drink at night. You sleep in, and then you get ready to go again. You guys are up in the morning. You want to go for runs. It's insane. Um, I will not have my name slander. I was sleeping in, but I was up in time to clean and get that whole place shipped in, in tip-top shape. So I didn't appreciate that. I, I obviously slept in longer than everybody because I'm the only normal person there. Um <laughs> But I didn't like that I got my name slandered. But again, I just wanted to to clap back. I can just keep moving if that's okay. Go for it. 
Go okay. for it. But but I we all know what you did. We all know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we shouldn't harp on it too long because I I have some 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 choice words to say on that topic. But we'll keep moving on because I I don't want that to uh, own the whole podcast. You know. I think we can stay on it for a minute. That was that's BS. What you're saying? He definitely didn't want to sleep. I'm not gonna let him get away with that. Anyways, I wore my Oregon jersey because football season's coming up, and as cross country season, being a football school, um, I was excited, and that's why I chose to wear this jersey. So my first question for you guys: How do you uh, prevent slash handle chub rub? Oh, good question. Good question. question. That's, a, that's a great first question. It was actually brought in by Maggie Florence. This was a Maggie Florence question. So. I feel like, I feel like Trent's the perfect person to, to start that question. I actually have never heard that term before. I can come to a conclusion, but Flo, do you, you want to explain that to the rest of our listeners? Yeah, well, because you guys are all skinny and in great shape for people that maybe have a little bit more poundage. Chub rub, when you're running, your thighs tend to rub together so and it's like the chubbiness part so it can be a little bit painful which may prevent you from running more than i have some experience with this because mm-hmm. i'm not the skinniest runner i'm you know I, I consider myself an athlete that chose running not a runner okay um and there's this fantastic product out there um no for you know i'm gonna give a free ad to body glide so go to your local running store. It's this it's this tube, Pat, that you go to a running store and they it's like a it's like a deodorant. And what you do is you put it on and it, it prevents chub rub, chafing, all this stuff for, for us, us less slender runners. Trent Fontanella might be the biggest uh, body glide advocate in the world. If anybody has seen this man put body glide on, it is the most elaborate and and frankly, disgusting thing I've ever had to witness in my life. This man covers his entire body in body glide and just gets in every little crevice. It's it is a sight to see for people who haven't seen it. So yeah, one of the darker parts of my past is the nickname I had of Thunder Thighs, which <laughs> I don't like to bring up. But uh, I guess when I rock around in my short shorts and my spandex, my thighs might look a little larger on my body uh, than proportions <laughs> should suggest. Um, so as Mike said and as Steve said, I just want to give another shout out to Body Glide. I'm on a work, a work trip right now. You better believe like after, you know, uh, myself and like my wallet, the only, first thing in the suitcase is Body Glide. I don't even think I'm going to run this week, but I'm going to bring Body Glide. <laughs> going to be there in case I need it. Uh, yeah, I go through like a half a stick for any any long run. So um, it's it's a, it's like a God's God's gift to runners with big thighs. Pat, uh, you're a big office guy. And of course, you've seen the episode with the with the nipple chafing during the, oh, you know, oh, the, yeah. uh, the rabies fun run. Um, I actually have a story. I was uh, I was out that, for a run. What was that? That real thing happens. Oh, we're getting to it, Pat. Oh, we're getting to it. oh yeah. We're getting to it. So I was out for a run, and I was running along. I was running in camp, uh, out in campus, and it was one of the first like cooler days of the year. Beautiful fall day. I'm running around campus. I get a nice seven, eight mile run in. You know, just got that fall crisp in the air. You know, I still have short sleeves on and, and shorts, um, but you know, no need for a long sleeve yet. It's still you know 50, 55 degrees. Beautiful day, and I'm running around campus, and this is when I was still at UMass Amherst. And I, I'm doing my loop around campus, and I'm coming back in towards Southwest, 
kind of the for you know for those of you who aren't familiar with UMass campus, it's kind of the you know the more populated area of campus with dorms and and that sort of stuff. And I'm running through, and you know I'm feeling like a champ. It's cool out. I'm feeling great, and everybody's looking at me like. You know, I have 10 heads that are like just staring at me like, what the hell is this kid doing? And I'm like, what's wrong with these people? Have they never seen a runner before? And I'm just, you know, I'm listening to music. I'm running along and I go into my dorm building and I get in the elevator and there's probably, you know, seven, eight other people with me in the elevator and they all start moving to opposite sides of the elevator. I'm like, man, I don't think I smell that bad. And so I get out of the elevator. I go into my dorm and my roommate goes, dude, are you okay? I'm like, what are you talking about, Greg? He's like, you are, are you serious? Look at your shirt. And I look down at my shirt, and I have these two red streaks just going straight down my shirt. And uh, that's because I didn't apply body glide to uh, to my chest area. You didn't feel it? Not until you get in the shower flow. That's wow. that's that's the rough part about the about the no uh, body glide. You don't feel until afterwards. Well, there's a fine line between the point where they start to chafe and then they start to bleed. So, I mean, they'll start stinging before they bleed. So, I mean, there's real no, there's no difference when it, when it starts to turn over. So yeah, there's no, you don't recognize exactly when it happens. And when you, when you start to go down that road. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have to do that. I have my long sleeve shirt on cause it's kind of cold out, but my nips are chafing so hard. You got to like pull the shirt over the back of your head. Just looking <laughs> like a complete buffoon with those out. Um, that's when I forget either the bodyguard or there's little, like the little bandaid looking things that you can apply to your nipples with the sticky part right around that sensitive area. <laughs> um, so that's a, like when you run the marathon or something like that, it's like you take a bath and body glide. You put like eight different little nipple guards on you. It's a, it's a lot of work that goes into this. Oh, that's disgusting. It is. <laughs> All right, next question. What's the next question from a non-runner? Okay, this is like this is just like a well-known thing. I mean, I'm sure you guys are expecting this question, but it goes back a long way. And my example is like it's even in Billy Madison. I don't know when that when what year the movie came out, but like the running shorts i refuse to believe have to be what they are in order to like be effective as a runner there's got to be like some sort of like pride thing that you guys have that's like no we're gonna make it a little bit more than it needs to be i mean even billy madison they took a clip of the movie to make it so the guy falls over the bench and the guys i don't know what i can say on this podcast but like oh let it fly like yeah, they were funny looking. Like it, like it's just it's a thing, and it's been a thing. So I'm wondering if you keep it a thing because you want it to be a runner thing. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. You're talking about the short split <laughs> shorts. Yeah, that it, that that's definitely like, you know, you're right. They don't need to be that short. They don't need to show that much like. But that's just a message to the world. It's like, hey, I'm a runner. And I think I'm better than you, even though even though they're not even runner, though runners aren't. They're like, look at these legs. Yeah, this is this is a lot of miles that went into these bad boys. Well, hold on. So I, I'm like pretty anti uh, a lot of running stereotypes, but occasionally you'll find me wearing uh, the split shorts. And here here's my rationale. Right. Flo, we're big into uh, look good, feel good, feel good, run good. And Amen. Uh, but but. We're not you're kidding yourself if any of us think that the the running shorts are like a good look, right? Like no girl is like, oh man, those those split shorts are, you know, uh, you know, really, you know, the the fashion that I'm looking for. But what it is for me personally is i'm I'm a short guy, right? and And being a runner, 
having long legs is advantageous. So when I wear the short shorts, it makes me feel like I got a little bit longer legs, makes me feel a little bit faster. And then all of a sudden, once I feel faster, I am faster, Pat. It's a confidence thing for me, right? It's a little compensation. You got to make it work. And that's, that's how I, that's how I rationalize it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with both of you guys. Uh, Steve, your, your point of like the, I'm a runner, I'm better than you. It just, it's like our thing. When I had said my nickname was Thunder Thighs, did that make me wear longer shorts? No. That made me go to, to World Away Sports in Bethune, Mass, and find the shortest pair of split shorts and the tightest pair of spandex I could to show it off. But you definitely, uh, it looks good for runners, I think, right? Like, we don't have those big muscles up on top. So You're proving my point here, Trent. It doesn't look good. It does look good, dude. I don't even care if other people think it looks good. Like Mike said, I look in the mirror. I got my short shorts on. I'm like, ooh, is this, like, too uncomfortable to go out in public? Like, I have those shorts. We all have those shorts. Or I hope I don't see, like, a mom and her little kids walking around because I'll have no shirt on when I'm wearing it. But when I get going, I'm in the trails. I'm oh, God, I just feel good. So, and, and also, like, I don't have... Right. Like, uh, you know, the big muscles to flex and everything like that. Right. Yeah. That I don't got a whole lot to work with. But, you know, my calves are that that's my that that's my glory muscle right there. Right. And uh, I need to give them as much room to work with as possible. Right. I need them to to have have the, the room to shine. I can't be having any kind of shorts dangling down there and blocking my calves. Right. Look, I'm not talking. They have to go down and cover your calves. <laughs> But like maybe a little bit like another inch. I just don't think it's going to prevent you from running any faster. But I will say this. If that's your rationale, that you think that you run faster because of them, then that's way better of an answer than I thought I was going to get. Then, okay, I can buy into that. Because it reminds me of like the Bull Durham with like talking about when a hitter is in a slump or if he's going good. And if a hitter thinks he's going good and he's hitting the ball well because – he gets out of bed 10 minutes earlier or if because he puts his right shoe on for his right cleat on before his left, then he is. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right. So I like that. I can understand that. All right. I didn't, I did not think I was going to hear an answer <laughs> that I like, but I actually do like that answer. Damn it. Nice. Yeah. Don't think just throw. Okay. All right. A little combo question here. Cause it, they're, these are like actual kind of running questions. I didn't want to ask too many of those. <laughs> cross-country teams do you think like they're actually good unity teams like i think the best team i ever put on probably my high school football team because football is just another animal as far as the team like the team aspect and then just marathons how long do you think uh it would take me to run a marathon in under what what did you run the marathon in i know you weren't running at your fastest but like messing around you didn't stop uh you talk about boston marathon the one we yeah. just ran yeah we ran it in, we ran it in under four hours so okay well that's my question how long do you think i would have to train for me to run it in under four hours so kind of a combo question forever okay now I <laughs> so, haven't lot, lots to unpack there lots to unpack there my first my first answer to that is going to be a question back at you is somebody in the background watching the office right now it was just me watching the office. Sorry, I was so excited. We'll, we'll turn the damn office off. We're on a we're on a freaking podcast here, Pat. <laughs> this so, is my first time. So so uh, do do we think that cross country is a good unity sport, like a team sport? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely, I think so. I mean, we could, you know, I I 
the thing about the thing about cross country, it's definitely the most team sport of all the running sports. I mean, like track, you know, yeah. I could care less what the throwers are doing. Like the sprinters are playing a different sport, but cross country is is definitely a very unique sport where it's like it's a sport of pain management, right? Like you're going out there, you're grinding every single day, you're doing the miles just to build up to the point to put yourself through as much pain as you possibly can put yourself on on race day and your team is doing it with you so you kind of get this mindset of like the only person that understands the type of work i'm putting in the type of pain i'm going through is the guy next to you doing it so yeah i absolutely think that that uh cross country is truly a team sport um track definitely not and anybody who tells you otherwise is lying to you yeah so flo i could talk about this subject for Literally days is one of my favorite subjects, but I'm just going to give you three quick points. So the first one is when when you go to like a baseball practice, right? You, you, you know, you're out there with your team and, you know, over here you might be working on a drill with somebody and over there you might be working on a drill with somebody else. You're taking batting practice, all that. When you're at cross-country practice, you are literally just with the same people for like an hour and a half straight out on the roads running conversations talking like you spend all your time at practice with these people so it brings you unbelievably close to in a cross-country race so let's say if you're in a baseball game and you go 0 for 4 your team could still win by a million runs right if everybody else is crushing the ball and you know doing their part your 0 for 4 could really not matter but if you're the number one guy in a cross-country race and you have a crap day and you finish way back then that affects the team score so much that, you know, if one person is off, it affects the team. So it, it's this camaraderie where everyone's got to be on. Everyone's got to be on their game together because you're only as fast as your slowest time, right? And then third, I mean, think of all the cross-country runners that you know, Pat. Think of how, you know, that bond that you see. I'm, it's, it's the most unique bond you'll ever, you'll ever see in your life, cross-country runners. And it has a lot to do with how psycho and crazy we are. But it has a lot to do with the stuff I was talking about. Do do weird people run cross country, or does cross country make you weird? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, let's get off that and make fun of Flo for how fast he can run a marathon. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> good point, uh, Flo. I think I think if we started today, like, could I even do it? Four hours. <laughs> you is could do it. Good, like, you guys weren't actually trying to run it fast. Is four hours a good time? I think. If if you if you trained, let's say four to five days a week, I think we could get you there in maybe maybe three years. Three years? <laughs> what do you think? It would take me that long. So four hours in like the running community and like competitive running community is not fast. But I'd say to the average person, under four hours is it, 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 you know is pretty good. With that said, though, you're a pretty competitive guy. And I know you. your sister and your cousin Tina, both sub four hour, <clears throat> both sub four hour marathoners. Their parents. I I think that they they could push you to a sub four hour marathon flow. I think it only take you a year if you push yourself. If you if you if you put the time in, I think you could do it in a year. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually as much as I want to be. Uh, I was trying to prove everyone wrong. But now I'm just gonna say Mike said I could do it in a year, so now I don't have to do it. <laughs> Flo, what do you let let's start here. If you were to go out and run 
like three miles consistently. What do you think you could hold for a pace right now? Probably like a 5.30 mile. <laughs> oh. <Okay. laughs> All right. I don't I In that case, we can we can get you there by next life. month. <laughs> I don't think I've run more than like five or uh, probably like six miles ever. Yeah. Three years is a bit much. I think we can get you there before that. But it would take a lot of work for sure. Yeah, Have you ever just, stepped on a starting line for a road race or anything? Huh? Have you ever stepped on a starting line for a road race or anything? Uh, yeah, I crushed the good times when I was younger. <laughs> How long ago? <laughs> oh, probably like middle school. Okay. Okay. That's starting from somewhere, though. It was a good feeling, though. I remember running it. It felt good. But I filmed the road race. I filmed Steve Road Race 27 video in case anyone's out there getting married or like really anything. I'll do your video stuff. Uh, if you if, that if ad you, was brought to you by we'll plug it we'll plug it at the end flow we got you we'll play oh, yeah. all right so if you filmed the road race i'd say that knocks at least a month or two off of your training your okay. training cycle i think mean, yeah. that's pretty good yeah i mean uh, tom brady spends more time watching film than he does on the on the well, that's a good that's a good point Steve. So, that's a good point i mean I like this this is my interview though right reverse interview i'm moving on <laughs> all right here we go the pacers and reggie miller Eight points in the last 18.7 seconds to beat the Knicks. I did some research here, right? Mm. You're talking about shoot the moon? Down 31, the Kentucky Wildcats came back to beat the LSU Tigers. And the most well-known, 28-3, Patriots come back to beat the Falcons. 28-3 at the half. Yeah. So, question to you. None of these games were over at halftime, clearly. So why is it that I see these half marathon stickers on all these cars where people are celebrating doing half of like the goal? I don't understand this. It's a good step. I respect it. You're trying to get there, but like I just don't understand the rationale there. It's a great point. It's a, it's a great point. Uh, I mean, it, anybody else want to field this one? Yeah. Well, so. I think we've made ourselves pretty clear on um, how we Can feel I? with the, th- the 13.1 stickers. We don't feel great about them. But, I, see, I think we're doing a, little, a, a half marathon a little bit of disservice here by focusing on the half part. If we just called it a 13-mile race, well, then it would just be another race. Here we're focusing. This isn't halftime, right? It's not like we're, we sought out to run a marathon, and then halfway through we just decided we were going to run half. We targeted a half marathon, and that's what we ran. So I mean I, I don't know what to tell you, Patrick. Yeah, nobody calls one. Nobody calls the eight hundred meters the half mile. That's right. Like like Bryce Hopple isn't the half mile uh, national champion. I mean, do you have anything to say? You 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 seem pretty shook. No, I'm just I'm just listening. No, I. I fully expected after this kind of the running community to hate me, but if I have to be the the scapegoat to bring the running no community no there, then I will do that. I just like I said, that makes sense. Maybe we need maybe we just need a little old fashioned rebranding. Yeah, a little rebranding. All right, well, how try how are we gonna rebrand the half marathon? We shouldn't. There should be no thirteen point one stickers ever. No half marathon stickers. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we should yeah. have a full marathon sticker. That's so dumb. Uh, we can we can call it a half marathon, and you can be proud of running a half marathon. Just don't put the damn sticker on the back of your car. All right. Fair. I think we've even said that in a previous episode. We have. Yeah, we've talked about that. 
Yeah, even runners don't like the 13.1. Okay. All right. I just have one more. All right. All right give it to us. It? All right. The Webster Dictionary defines <laughs> the sport as. And I'm oh. just reading it. I'm just reading, <laughs> I'm just reading it. A physical activity as running or an athletic game engaged in for pleasure or exercise while a ball or object is also in motion or engaged in the field. That is not the definition. That is not the definition. That is not the definition. This is what's written right in front of me. <laughs> no, that is The word not running is, in, is literally in the definition, though. Uh, for pleasure, while well, a ball or object is also in motion or engaged in the field and slash or arena of play. There, there has uh, been running as, as an amazing sport long before we had such stupid things like dictionaries. Uh, this comes way before Webster. Who the hell is this Webster guy? <laughs> Flo, where was the part about a puck being in the, uh, in the that, dictionary? That's a good point. Is, is there a ball a... or object? Is also... All right, fair enough. Oh, okay. So object. So there's batons and track. Those are in motion. We wear shoes and running. The entire race, those are in motion. Many, sure. many uh, people would. I would. I would. I'd be apt to say that in, in a, a cross country or track race, there's more objects in motion than any other sport. <laughs> I think. I think Webster is confusing a sport with a game. Um, yeah. If anything, like the the most like real true sports, uh, running, fighting, boxing. Uh, the, the, the things that actually test people's physical ability, the most impressive feats of athletic ability, um, don't fit that, that silly little dictionary um, definition. So that, that's a game. Running is a, a true, you know, sport. Or it's beyond sport. It's, it's so, oh, you know, impressive. And maybe we should put boxing or something running okay. in its own class. Well, so hold, on. hold on. I got to say something here. So uh, this is another subject I could go on forever. I actually wrote a paper on this in high school about why – Cross country is a sport, but that's the nerdiest thing you've ever said. Well, well hold on. I do, want the pod. I, I do want to be devil's advocate here for a second. Okay, I'm not gonna. I agree with Trent. The dictionary. Who cares about the dictionary? Nobody. Dictionaries are the most irrelevant. But but hey, let me be devil's advocate here for a second. Every sport I know, you can gamble on. You can't gamble on track and cross country. So. I don't know. Maybe it's not a sport. Yeah, and until that changes, maybe it's not officially a sport. Listen, I'm willing. I'm willing to entertain the idea that that running isn't like a quote unquote sport. Like, if we want to classify it as something else, then you know maybe we need to classify it as something else. Um, well, that being said, well, can I? That being said, take me out to one of your baseball practices, Flo. Take me out to one of your hockey practices. I can't say I'll be that good, but I'll survive. I'll get through it. You come out to one of our practices, there's no way you're getting through it. So, I may have fine-tuned the definition a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> to see what you'd say. And we unpacked a lot there. You guys got a lot out. You came close to not calling it a sport, which was bananas. I can't believe you actually backed off. Listen, Flo, you obviously haven't I listened to much of what we say because... We make fun of running more than we actually talk about running. We talk about how I started off this this reverse interview by saying this is 
we know that runners are weird and what we do is a very weird thing to do. So you you're not gonna on it right away. You called me on it right away and it was the reread and quite frankly, I think the way that I wrote it, the and slash or engaged in good verbiage by me to make you think it was really <laughs> and all right. Every definition I looked up, running is absolutely a sport. So credit to you guys. Um Dude, yeah, I love no, I've, always, I've always said this like best. Say what? I said dictionaries are the best. I mean, I this know. Is I'm guys, a big dictionary guy. You're about to be the first anti-dictionary podcast in the world. <laughs> and that's why I tried to slow you down. I just don't think dictionaries are where you guys want to take a stand. I think you have a great <laughs> product here. I think you guys are doing Unreal and you're going to the moon. I just don't, don't attack dictionaries. I don't think that's really where you want to make your mark. But yeah, no, it fit into every definition, uh, definition I looked up. I had to fine tune it just to see what you'd say. Um, and I think it worked out perfectly. Well, Flo, this, is, this has been fun. It's been good having you on. Um, like he mentioned earlier, he tried to give himself a shameless plug, even though I was going to plug it at the end for you. Check out 27 video. He did an awesome, awesome video for me at my road race this past winter. So you can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Facebook. Anywhere else, Flo? Uh, no, that's it. Check out the Insta. Weddings, recruiting videos. You want me to do a running video? I'll do it as best I can. I might have to go in a car to stay up with you, but I will do it. Um, thank you guys for having me on. This was a blast. Um, and that's it. I'm ready for, uh, like I said, I'm, oh God, I'm just so happy that I root for the biggest football school in the country, the University of Oregon Ducks. So don't fill up my mentions, uh, running community. Please don't hate me. I was just kidding. Love you guys. Hey, uh, hey uh, marathon training starts tomorrow, Flo. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're one, out one of Let's do it. <laughs> and and uh, John McSwiggin, you're up next for questions from a non-runner. Let's go. So thanks, Pat, for coming on. That was a lot of fun. Big dictionary guy. Didn't know that, but uh, I guess he is. Um, so anyways, we have, uh, we've, we've, this has been a longer episode. I feel like the episodes where we don't really know what we're going to talk about and we just kind of let it run always end up being the longest like this one. Um, but anyways, we're going to wrap it up with the bell lap. Mike, what do you got for the people on the bell lap? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different directions I can go with this, but I guess what I will say is, uh, for the second time in podcast history, I will not be on the next episode and I'm just going to make that known straight up. I'm going to be on my honeymoon. I'm going to be drinking Mai Tais on a beach somewhere. And uh, as much as I love doing this podcast, uh, I'm not going to be thinking about it for a single second. Um, but I know Steve and Trent have some pretty cool stuff lined up for next week's episode. So the podcast is going to go on. We're going to power through. And uh, then after that, it's right back to business. It's right back to, you know, grinding and doing our thing. Um but unfortunately, I won't be on the next one, but that's all right because uh, Peak Too Early always finds a way to make it happen. Yep, Mike will be somewhere off the coast of Costa Rica next week. So Hell yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to power on without you. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell Lap? Yeah, no no breaks over here, Steve. Uh, some of us <laughs> will be hard at work podcasting next week. Uh, I'm in beautiful Madison, Wisconsin. I'm going to go out, maybe have a beer later. I don't really have anything exciting going on this weekend. It's probably going to be pretty relaxed. I can't imagine I'll have 
too much to drink going on. Um, and I need to stay, you know, sharp because I do have a massive target on my back for dominating the outdoor track and field um, betting that we had. So I'm looking to defend my title as the elite track and field uh, handicapper that I am. You got to hit up our boy. Our, you got to hit up our boy Ollie while you're out there. I'm hoping he'll go for a run with me tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for for me on my bell lap, all I got to say is if you are listening to this podcast right now and you haven't followed us on Instagram or subscribed to us on iTunes, then you're my worst friend. So you got to you got to pick up your phone right now, type in peaked too early pod on Instagram and hit follow because we have some we have some uh, awesome content. Chris, Chris, get this video, get this video, put this on Instagram right now. If you are a fan of the podcast and you are not following us on Instagram, you stink. You stink. I don't like you. So you better do that right now. Anyways, that's all I have. Mike, looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be a fun wedding. We're going to miss you next week, but we'll push on without you. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I wanna say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just wanna use your love tonight. I don't wanna lose your love tonight. I ain't got many friends left to talk to. But what about what about the um? What? Hold on. What about the what about the D's? The what? The what? D's nuts, Flo. <laughs> All right, cut that. <laughs> that didn't come out. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Don't cut that. Don't cut that. <laughs> if your child goes down the street and somebody makes fun of him because he dropped a pass in a pickup game or says he's fat and he comes home crying to his mom. You would understand. But you haven't had that. But someday you will. And when your child comes home, you'll understand. If you want to go after an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday. And you let us make that decision. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. As soon as you are able, woman, I am willing to take the break that we are on the brink of. My cup is on the table I love is spilling Waiting here for you to take and drink up If you're tired of the same old story
the tables too.